Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Um, so I want you to give, I'm, I want you to give me uh, grace today. Amen. I'm not going to share what I was supposed to share. I'm going to share something else. Because when I came into the first service this morning, I just really felt this powerful impartation that the Lord wants to release uh, to us today. It's an impartation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Is anybody in? Okay, and I can't remember even what I did in the first service right this second for some reason, so I'm just going to start all over again. It was good, but whatever it was. It, but uh, we had this, I wanted to share this, we had this opportunity this this week to go to a conference. And it's really the first one I've been to in four years, really. I've been to bits and pieces of them. But, uh, and doggone, man, it was awesome, but I got sick the day I got there. I mean, bad sick. I mean, and I love going to church. I love going to church. I really do. I love when the presence of the Lord there. I'm, I'm in 100%. And I could just lay around in, in, I could lay around in that kind of atmosphere forever. But uh, I could not make it through. I made it through one meeting, the whole thing, from start to finish. And I was holding, like holding on the end of my seat, trying to get through that. I thought, boy, you know, when they call pastors up, people will think that's a bad pastor because he's just sitting there. Half the time with his head in his hand, you know, just trying to get through the meeting. Uh, so I figured it out. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for a little bit, and I'm going to go back to the room and lay down, and then go back when I feel a little bit more rested, and then go back. I just did that the whole time. It worked out great, but did really receive some powerful impartation there. Becky got a lot more because she was there the whole whole deal. She was she was flowing in the Holy Ghost. I, I, was, I was hanging on by the, my fingertips in the Holy Ghost. But uh, we had heard some great uh, mess. I wanted to tell you, we heard uh, Pat Robertson. Anybody know who Pat Robertson is? Uh, I don't really know much about uh, Christian Broadcasting Network because I don't really watch Christian TV that much. But I knew who he was, and I knew they had a university. I tell you, 500 million people have been saved through that ministry. Now, that is remarkable miracle. 500 million. 500 million people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of human beings that are going to be in heaven. You had to honor that. And I just love it. And he spoke one night. And I got the DVD. And we're going to share it one of these nights. It's really good. It's very powerful. He's like an old man now. He's pretty old. I mean... John Arnott, 70 years old. Randy Clark's 59. <laughs> His birthday was a couple of days ago. But it was, it was powerful. There was a powerful impartation that came off in Pat Robertson, I felt. A powerful impartation that came off in Heidi Baker. Powerful impartation that came off in John and Carol. I had a deliverance. Oh, gosh. I hate to tell you that. I just, I'm just hating to tell you. But something, I felt something leave me. When she was ministering, I felt it. I, I, it might mess with your theology, but I felt this air go by me or come off in me. And I knew that was a, not good air. That was somebody's, that was the other world's air. Well, I'm sorry if that messed you up. <laughs> but I didn't care. I just invited the Holy Ghost into that place. Every, who's been delivered of something? Yeah. Well, I'm still being delivered, I hate to say. Well, I don't hate to say it. Come on. I'm happy the Lord did that. I'm not ashamed of what God was doing, but that was really powerful. I got that one, too, that DVD. Yeah, all. He wants all. And then, uh, 
I'm sorry my mind is not there. I'm still not really operating at 100%. Randy Clark, uh, John Arnott, Heidi Baker is Heidi Baker. What else can you say? Y'all know who Heidi Baker is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She has a great impartation on her. It's powerful. And she was just being her normal self. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, well, here's what happened to me. I'm going to read these scriptures what I'm going to do, okay? Because I get off on that. I want to read this because I think the Lord wants to do this, and then I'll tell you what happened to me. Is that okay? So I'm jumping off the plan today. This is off the plan. And thank God for Pam again because Pam Troglin is a really sweet person. And she, I give her scriptures, and then I change them. And then I give her more, and then I change more. And she just is always nice to me and sweet to me. She probably feels like scratching my eyes out, but like make your mind up. All these people who did that at Multimedia, Milt and Pam, Becca and Cindy Martinez, we need to really thank people like that. Amen. Because they really are doing a real ministry. And the sound people, Jonathan, Lord bless you, man. Thank you. And Venus and Donna, y'all guys, this is important what you're doing. I want you to know that I sincerely mean it. And really everything everybody's doing is important. If it's for the Lord and it's for His glory, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's scraping stuff off the commode back there and you're doing it because God asked you to do it, then you're doing a mighty work as far as the Lord's concerned. If you're giving your one dollar to the Lord, you're doing a mighty work. If that's what you got to give. And God really wants people to know that. He wants you to know, I don't know why I'm saying this, but in the Bible there was a widow and Jesus was watching people give money. Y'all know the story? And a bunch of people put a lot of money in there, which is really nice. If you got a lot of money, give a lot of money. That's really an awesome thing. But this one... One woman came in, and she had a couple pennies equivalent. It's all she had, and she gave it. And Jesus said she gave more than everybody because everybody else gave out their abundance, which I really want us to be an abundant people to give out our abundance. But there's times when you don't have an abundance, and all you got is two pennies. But when you give you two pennies, the Lord is saying, you've given more than everybody because you gave everything you had. And that applies to your money, that applies to your gifts, that apply to every area of your life. So don't ever think that what you give is little in the Lord's eyes. And don't ever think that you don't have anything to give. Okay? Because God has given you something. And in His eyes it's precious. And it really doesn't matter what people think in the end. Because in the end, when we all stand before Him, everybody else's opinions will be long gone and forgotten. And his will be the only one that counts. And we need to start making his opinion today the only one that counts in our life. And what he says and what he feels about what we are, who we are, and what we're doing is really the all that really counts. And if he's happy, then we need to get happy. Amen? So I just want to release you to be an extravagant giver to the Lord, even if it's one penny. If that's extravagant to you, then you give it and be extravagant and be happy as, you know, as a pig in slop. Because <laughs> I've seen pigs in slop, and they are really happy when they're slopping around in the ground. <laughs> Amen.
Well, this is what the Lord showed me when I walked into the building this morning in the first service, and it's still in here. It's about, it's about spiritual gifts. And that we're in a new season, and we're in a new time. And God is interested in giving people gifts for this season. For some of you, you have giftings that are already in you that you've been operating in. And God is saying today He is going to promote your gifting. He's going to bring you into a higher level in your gifting. Greater anointing, greater authority, greater power. For some of us, it's a new gift. We've never operated in it. We've never had it in our life. And for some of us, it may even be like a surprise. Like, I never really coveted that gift. I never wanted that gift. But God brought it to you and said, I have this for you. Now, let's get this straight this morning. We have everything we're ever going to have in Christ right in this second. The moment you, were, you came into the kingdom, you got the kingdom. But it's like a computer. You know, sometimes you need a new software in your computer to do something. And so you download this software from the Internet, yeah, and it comes into your computer, but it hasn't been installed yet. You have to tell the computer to install it, right? You know, and my really nice MacBook, which some of you don't have, and I'm sorry you don't. I really feel sorry for people who are still doing micro stuff, you know, Windows and all that. You download this thing, and then you, you hit the open. You open it. That's what I think that's the button you hit. Is it says open, and it opens, and it says, you sure you want to do this? And then it installs into your computer. And that's really what God wants to do. He's put stuff in us, and he's saying, now's the day to push that install button, that open button. And it's going to come into you, and it's going to be a new thing for you. Okay? And the Lord's doing that. Or some of you others, you already got, and the Lord says, well, there's a newer version out now. Higher level version. Do lots more stuff a lot better, a lot quicker. Amen? So, let me read these scriptures. Um, it starts in 1 Corinthians. Y'all know these. these are, this is nothing profound here. But it says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Diversity. Everybody say diversity. Actually, it says in the title of... 1 Corinthians 12 in my Bible says unity and diversity. Unity and diversity. God wants to bring a unity in the body of Christ. He wants to bring a unity in the church. But he doesn't bring a unity by making us all the same. He brings a unity by making us diverse and giving us diverse stuff that complements each other. It's like a, uh, I'm going to confess to you, when I went back to the room, instead of being there worshiping the Lord, I watched cooking shows on television some reason, my daughter has got me into watching cooking shows. I don't know why, but I sort of enjoy these cooking shows now. I was watching them make all kinds of stuff. But what I noticed about these cooking shows is these people have recipes that they follow very closely. And they're telling you, well, we're going to put a half a stick of butter into this thing. So each one of these really good cooks have recipes. And have you ever ate something, a dish, or a cake or something, and somebody really didn't follow the recipe, it just don't taste exactly right, right? It, it's not as good as it could be. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes in our church, I feel like our recipe, we didn't really follow the recipe really good. In other words, maybe we didn't have something that we needed. Like, you know, in cakes, they put uh, vanilla extract in it. You ever had a cake without vanilla extract in it? 
They don't taste good. You, you know there's something missing in this cake. There's an ingredient missing. Or if you put too much sugar, it's too sweet. It's like, I can't eat it. It's too sweet. So God wants to bring this diverse, this unity, and it brings a balance. It brings, and it makes what you eat taste better, and you can enjoy it more. Saying that, God is a God of grace and love and mercy and understands that we're immature people. Okay? So he's, he's got a lot of grace. And we haven't watched enough cooking shows in the Holy Ghost, right, to learn how to follow his recipes yet. So we're learning to follow the recipe. We're learning how to get the recipe. That's what we're doing. So it's okay. He gives us grace. Well, that was a salty meal y'all had today. It was too much salt. But I'm going to teach you how to back off on the salt and add a little sugar. And so what's what we're learning how to do? And that's how, why we all need the gifts of the Spirit operating in our life. Are y'all following this? And this is really what he wants to do. And I think he wants to do it for us individually, in our own selves, and corporately in the body of Christ. It says there, uh, there are diversities of gifts. So you start out with gifts. That's foundation. But it's the same Spirit. And then there are differences of ministries. You can't have a ministry without a gift. You got that? You can't do ministry. A lot of us are trying to do ministry, but we don't really tap, we're, not tap, we're not doing it from the gift realm. You got that? I mean, it really is important. I determined this. I was telling Becky this. Here's the difference between a person who's really walking in the Spirit and ministering in the Spirit and a person who's ministering, they're, they're, they're ministering from knowledge. In other words, they're ministering from here first, okay, instead of from here. So you minister from here, and this serves this. That's what we want. We don't need intellect leading the way. We need intellect, but we need intellect to be behind, supporting, holding up what God's doing. And so that's really how the Lord wants us to operate. He wants us to operate out of the Spirit that's in us. And let our intellect, our minds, our renewed minds, serve what the Spirit's doing. And when we do that, it works. When we don't, it's not as good. So you, so you start out with a gift, then you have a ministry, there are different ministries, and then there's a different, different diversities of activities. Gifts lead to ministry. Ministry leads to activity or actions. You see that? If you really have a real ministry, there's going to be some action that's going to happen. There's going to be some outcome. There's going to be something that's going to go on. You can't say, i got a ministry and nothing's happening. It just doesn't, that ain't the way it is. If there's real ministry, there's going to be activity that's going to be associated with that ministry. It doesn't have to be great, it doesn't have to be one, it can be small. It may just be prayer. It may just be, you have a gift of prayer, anointing to pray. And you have a ministry, like, like uh, Judy Ball has a gift, a real gift. If you don't believe it, get her to pray for you. She prays for you, something happens. Every time she prays for me, something happens. When I'm in deep trouble in my life, I'm thinking, I wish I could pray like Judy Ball. So I call Judy Ball. Pray for me, Judy. I messed up. Something happens. So, but she also has a ministry. She travels all over the United States, Israel, praying. So gifts, ministry, so she's got this activity. Are y'all following that? That's what it says right there in the Bible. Anyways, but it's the same God, the same Father who does all this work in all. 
But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Every ingredient is important. The profit of all. That's what the Lord wants. He wants the church, the body of Christ, to profit. He wants you and I. I but you need each other. We need each other. Think not any other way. Don't think you don't. It says it right there. For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another faith. Get the faith. That's important. By the same Spirit to another gifts of healings. See, there's lots of kinds of healings, actually. Because that is plural, you know. You've heard of that. People, some people can pray certain things. Like, I do have a gift of healing for the mind. I pray for people in the mind consistently. Not everybody. I wish I'm not 100% on nothing. If I can get two out of ten, I'm happy. But I've had a lot of people healed in their mind. I had three people that wanted to commit suicide that I prayed for. And they're all alive and well. Following the Lord. When I was a missionary today. But I've prayed for a lot of people who had other stuff and I've never had them healed of anything. You know, of the other stuff. So there's gifts of healing. That's a gift that God's given me. You've had gifts for backs and bones and what else? Headaches, migraines. He prays for a lot of people who get healed in their headache world and their you know, aches in their bodies, and different people have that. So that's important. I'm just pointing this. Y'all know all this, correct? But it's important to remind ourselves of these, these powerful things that God is doing. It's by the same Spirit. To another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diff- different kinds of tongues, or really to another kinds of tongues, since difference is not in there. That's a good gift. To another interpretation of tongues. But one... And the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. God wants to give you a gift. Now, I want to say this to you this morning. It's really important for you and I to be able to hear that God is, what I was saying on the video, that's a pretty good way to do it. You can just do your videos on Saturday and sleep in on Sunday. Show them at church. You don't even have to show up, right? <laughs> Not really, but but I know this. This thing about getting your identity from the Lord is really a key in operating in gifts. Because if God says, if God says you're a healer, I've called you to heal. You could say, oh, why? Why would the Lord call me to to heal anybody, Lord? I mean, I can give you 98 reasons why. He wouldn't. But there's one good reason why he would. And you know what that reason is? Because he said it. And you see, here's the really important. I want you to get this. This is really important. If you don't accept what God says about you, and you, you bring this false humility thing on you, guess what the other side of that false humility thing is? It's pride. You will think something else about you that's not God that will get you in a lot of trouble in your life. So, if you stood up and said, I believe that God has called me to be a prophet, if God has truly spoken to you, that is a very humble and legitimate statement to make. In fact, is a statement people should make. Okay? You should make those statements that God's making about your life.
the life on both sides. Are you following that? Are y'all gotten that? Because is this too much of this, this mealy mouth thing? One thing I wanted to throw in there. I know I ain't really doing this good, but I'm not trying to do it good. I'm just One thing that was said uh, by Heidi Baker and Randy Clark this week and insinuated by John Arnott was this, this statement. Been there, done that, is don't make that statement. That is not a healthy statement to be and talk about in terms of God moving and talk about in terms of being involved in what the Lord's doing. Because there's a lot of Christians that have a been there, done that attitude. And guess what those Christians are? They're going to be outside looking in because their attitude is, oh, I've been there and done that. And that's disqualified. It's a disqualifying statement. And, and what they're seeing, you know, what they're seeing, and they're traveling all over the world, is they're seeing a lot of Christians that are, in, especially in the United States, that, are, that have a been there, done that attitude. Well, I've already done that. I don't need to do that no more. Been there, done that. You know, we've used it sort of in a negative, in a very, in another positive way, like in getting beat up, going through. Well, I done been there through that terrible trial. That's okay to say that. I'm talking about in terms of a positive thing where God's moving, and you suddenly you're too good for God to move in your life anymore. You're you're too good to involve yourself in what God's doing anymore. Oh, I've already done that. God, I'm I'm trying to. I'm too. I'm too high class. I'm too more spiritual. To I'm more and more advanced stuff now. Come on. You know what Randy Clark said? Hey, I'm preaching the same stuff I preached when I first started doing uh, the revival 18 years ago. I'm not preaching a different... That's what God's given me. That's what I'm doing. And God's still using that. Are y'all following that? Anyways, that was good, I thought. Uh, So it says in verse 12, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. So... Also is Christ. That's that's good, isn't it? Are y'all okay? Let me read Romans twelve for you, because that's good too. These are good scriptures, man. It's interesting they didn't really preach on the gifts of the Spirit there, but they did something else. <clears throat> Verse three of Romans twelve. It says, "For I say through grace." Everybody say grace. grace. Now this is the identity grace given to me. Everyone who is among you, not to think of of himself. In himself is not there. You could just think of yourself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. In other words, everybody needs to think about themselves soberly, which means you think about the way God, what God has said about you, your identity, that God the Father and only God the Father can give you. You That is the identity you take on regardless of how you feel, regardless of how you think, regardless of what other people treat you or say about you. You take that identity on you, accept that identity. And you say, that is who I am because God said it. Uh, Gideon was a mighty man of valor because God said, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor, period. And Gideon was trying to talk God out of what God said about him, like we do. But we have to accept what God said, okay, about us. That's grace. That's thinking soberly about yourself. Otherwise, you're going to think either too high or too low about yourself, and that's nowhere. That's going to get you in trouble. And I could prove it to you if I had time. It's going to not only get you in trouble, it's going to get your family in trouble. So families, think right about yourself, and your family will be in much better position to be blessed by the Lord. Okay, for we... For as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we, being many, 
are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to what? Grace. Everybody say grace. See, we're talking about grace coming on us. We're talking about God doing something not because we deserve it, not because we earned it, but because He said it. And that's what counts. It's what God says. That's all that counts. And that's what we have to get a hold of, what He has said. And if we'll get a hold of what He has said and base our lives on that, then things can be different for us. But if we base it on something else, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be healthy. It'll, it'll not work, basically. It just won't work. It'll be crummy. Um, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. You'll know it. There's a, you'll know what, where your limits are you, by working on it. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching... <clears throat> He who exhorts in exhortation. My throat's mad. It's bad. I hate listening to people talk like this. It drives me nuts. It's like maybe he wants to climb the wall like their throats are scratchy. Do y'all? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Y'all got to help me. Yeah, grace, grace. Let us use it in our ministering. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's good. He who exhorts... In exhortation, and he who gives. See, there's a gift of giving right there. Gift of giving. You know what a person who has a gift of giving, you know what they need? They need to be able to receive a lot. Right? If you have a gift of giving, that's a crummy gift if you ain't getting a bunch of income given to you. Because <laughs> you ain't going to have much to give. So your gift's going to be limited. What I'm declaring to you, people who have a gift of giving, God wants to enrich you. And I'm telling you that right now. Because God, I've always said, God wants to, to raise up the anointing, right? Get, give you a higher level where you got, instead of, you got lots to give to a lot of people, to a lot of ministries, to a lot of kingdom things. That's really, that's what the gift of giving. And I think it's, it's an important gift these days. You know, missions must go on. In the economy of America, missions must go on. We must continue to send people out. We must continue to support missions. We must, we must not, must continue helping the poor. We cannot back off. If we back off, we are falling into the trap that the enemy has, what the enemy is trying to do to America, is destroy America, because America is called to serve the missions, to, to, to help take care of the missions in the world. And, uh, you know, the work, the work of the Lord. Are y'all okay? Okay. He who leads, that's a gift, with diligence. We need diligent leaders. And he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. It's hard to be cheerful sometimes when you've got to show mercy. Um, anyways, this is what happened to me. Pat Robinson was sharing how he built Regent University, which... It's like one miracle after the other after the other. It's just unreal. It's like you were like, that's the way I felt. Like, oh my gosh. Do y'all, how many people were here when Larry Randolph came and talked to us about Renaissance Church? It's there. I experienced what he, what he preached about. It's right up there. You go up there, it's happened up there. That place is unreal. It's unreal. I've been to some ministries and the motel rooms were crummy. These were like world-class rooms we were in. 
I mean, I'm telling you, this was truly a Solomon anointing on that man. He has a diplomatic anointing on him. He's an old man now. But here's one of the things he was sharing. He was saying that he decided to build this library, and nobody wanted him to build it. Nobody. In fact, they were bad-mouthing him because they thought, Pat, you're going to destroy this ministry trying to build this library. And he really believed the Lord told him to. So he somehow convinced the trustees to say, we'll back you up. So he had to go to the staff and say, here's what I need you to do. I need y'all to do one thing. I'm going to build this library. The trustee says I could. We're going to do it. I need y'all to do one thing. Shut up talking about me. Because they were bad-mouthing him. Just stop. Just don't do that. That's all I'm asking you to do. You don't have to believe it. Just don't do that. And so, and so here's what happened. He started building the library. And he had a bill to come through for $1 million. And he had $1 million extra come in that month. And that happened for 12 months in a row. For 12 months in a row, he received $12 million, $1 million, which equaled $12 million to build a lot, this, this world-class library. But debt free. Okay? That was one of many miracles that man shared. And he's sitting up there saying, I don't know how 500 million people have gotten saved. All I can tell you, it was God. He can't, his explanation for what happened, it was the Lord. It was just, I just believe God. Now, here's what he was talking about. He was talking about a gift of faith. Okay? And so I said, Lord, you know, this is what I need. I need, I have faith for my visions. How many people have faith for the visions God's given them? But I don't have the gift of faith to do them. I realized that that day. I've got faith with the vision. I believe the vision's from God. I believe the Father's house vision is from heaven. It's the Lord. Because God gave it to me. I would have never jumped on something like that. I've been stupid to. I knew God. That's why I did. That's why I was willing to say it. Because I heard God say it. And I said, Lord, I heard you tell me. I know you told me. And I've said it. But I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. I don't have the gift of faith to do what you've told me to do. I need you to give me that. Okay, that was on Friday night. Okay, Saturday morning, Randy Clark spoke. And I'm going to tell you all something about Randy Clark. Randy Clark, how many people know who Randy Clark is? Raise your hand. He's the guy who started the Toronto Blessing. So, I love Randy Clark. Maybe you don't like the Toronto blessing. Maybe God will change your mind before you get to heaven about it, if you don't like it. Because when you get to heaven, you're going to realize, oh, that was the Lord. I wish I would have changed my mind on earth. But this guy, has, he's, he has grown in the Lord so much. He has this Holy Ghost mellowness on him. Mellow is what I say. He's mellowed. He's... This aroma of Christ is, is remarkable. I was, re, I was amazed at all those people. These people have gone after God for 18 years since that revival started. They have not backed off an inch. They're continuing going after God, and God is doing miracles in them. They're not talking about people getting healed. He shared that he was in northern India. You know, northern India is the bad part of India where the radicals, you'll get killed for preaching the gospel. We're in southern India. Everybody's a Christian. Northern India, don't be a Christian or you'll die. He went there and did like a little small group, small pastors training thing last week, training some pastors on how to operate in, in the miraculous realm, basically, you know, and then came back and got a report back from the pastors. A six-year-old boy was in the hospital. I guess it was one of the people they were associated with and passed away. He was dead in Declared dead, dead, laid out in the gurney, laid out in the place where they put dead people in hospitals. The pastors who went to that training went, prayed for that boy, and that boy was raised from the dead. Isn't that amazing? 
You see, God is doing more. And notice what he's saying. We're not talking about just people getting healed now. We're seeing the dead raised. Okay? God is raising the dead around the world. Oh, well, where is it at? It's not on the stage. It's in little hospitals in India or little places in the bush. But God is doing stuff. God is moving still. And see, these people, there's people who have decided in their heart, I'm going to go after what God has put in my heart. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep pressing into what God has for me. I'm going to keep operating in the grace that He's given me. And over a period of time, you see something. Isn't it awesome that you see, uh, I said, John Arnott, 70 years old, Randy Carson, these people this age, they have consistently gone after God for years consistently went after the Lord for years, didn't back off, didn't get disgruntled, didn't get disappointed, didn't get disgusted. May have had a bad day here and there where they threw things, you know, and yelled and screamed and acted crazy, but they just did it at home when nobody saw them. But they just kept going after it. And God is only increasing, and God is only bringing a greater revelation of Himself. Isn't it wonderful that we have people on the earth like that? There's people in this room like that that have been going after the Lord and didn't quit when everything fell apart around them. And that's really awesome that we got that and we need that. We need more people like that. However, let me just say this. If you are a person who haven't been and you've been flopping around on the side of the bank like old fish out of the water and you've been beat to pieces and you've acted like an idiot, uh, recently we've received some counsel from a person who I would say had the spirit, he was 60 years old, and he's had a spirit, a vagabond spirit on him for 60 years. He's thrown his life down the drain. But a couple of years, a year or so ago, something started happening in this person's life. And they began to make a turn in their life. And now they have this gift of wisdom operating in them, and they were giving us counsel. The vagabond suddenly became the counselor, given the wisdom of heaven. So you could be a vagabond. You could be worthless. Oh, you're like, I've just thrown my life down the drain, Lord. And suddenly you come to this revelation one morning, and God says, well, the grace of God is here for you, and I have a gift for you. Just like I have a gift for the man who's poured his life out for me for 60 years. It's all grace, is what I'm saying. It's all His grace. If you've blown it, you're in line for grace. If you have been as diligent as they long, you're in line for His grace. It's a gift from heaven. Well, anyways, Randy Clark, am I taking too long? Randy Clark did his ministry yesterday. And it was really good, you know, it was really good. And then he wants to pray for the pastors, you know, because missionary, they had had a tight leash on him because he didn't preach long. That man's been known to preach for hours on end. You know, two hours. He's got a two-hour message he preaches. Oh, gosh. He had the leash on him. They, they had him on a leash on him yesterday. And so he said, I can't pray for everybody, but I can. I want the pastors and missionaries to come up, and we'll pray for you. That way you can bless the people around you. And, of course, I think last night we weren't there, but they just, it was, I told B, that place was a war zone last night. They prayed for everybody. They had people probably just thrown all over the place, you know. Anyways, we went up there to get prayer and stood in line, and it was good, man. I was getting a lot of stuff just waiting. I mean, some good stuff. There's heavenly portals being opened right now. I mean, some good ones, multiple ones. That's what I was getting, multiple heavenly portals. Isn't that awesome? You know, multiple portals that really go up into the heavenly realm. 
Anybody want to go up in, you know, that was a good word, Steve. Yeah, you can go up into the heavenly realm. These open doors, and that's what a portal is. But these look like round portals, like a, on a ship window. But <clears throat> anyways, that was good. I kind of forgot about that. Now, something else the Lord gave me, but I, like I say, my mind's not good. Uh, anyways, so he, you know, he was just going around doing the, doing the 18 second, the 10 second, the 3 second shot on people. Lord bless them. And, you know, because there's a lot of people. And it was one of them pandemonium moments. They were people flopping around and some people standing, some people weeping, some people crying. You know, just one of those good old Holy Ghost times. You know, I love those times. Except for I didn't like it when that woman kicked me in the head. I was ready to slap somebody at that point. I'm thinking, this ain't Holy Ghost when you start kicking me in the head. But the Lord told me, just move. Literally, this woman kicked me in the head right there, hurt. I thought, what in the world? I was sitting there getting really blasted by the Lord, and then I get kicked in the head by this woman who I'm thinking, she don't know what she's doing. She can control that. I mean, God don't do that. I mean, He doesn't make you uncontrollable. You want to be uncontrollable, but, you know, but that's just immaturity. So you just move and let them be immature and keep people. Just get out of the way. Right? Anyways, I was saying, I'm glad she wasn't at Riverlock because I would have drug her out the door and said, you know, ain't kicking people in this church now. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> Becky says I wouldn't, but I, I didn't feel good. When you don't feel good and somebody keeps you, you want to kick back. <laughs> You don't feel very nice and graceful at that moment. But the Lord said, just move, so I just slid on away from her. But anyways, this is what happened. I want to get to the point here. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what happened. I had prayed, remember, Pat Ross, Lord, I need the gift of faith. That's what I'm lacking in my life. I don't have it. And I've never really thought about the gift. I've never really pursued the gift of faith. That was not been something in my heart to pursue. Until that moment, and I realized I can't do what God's called me to do without the gift of faith. I just can't do it. I got faith. All faith is a gift, but I don't have this Holy Spirit gift of faith that's going to cause this ministry to come forward, that's going to cause these activities to happen. I don't have it. So I was asking the Lord for it. Randy Clark comes up to us, and he uh, does the, you know, the three-second jump. Then he stops. He starts praying over us, and he said this, the gift of faith like Roland Weaver. A Roland... What? Roland Weaver's a guy I used to work with. <laughs> I'm telling you, my brain ain't functional. Y'all know who Roland Baker is? I need some Holy Spirit. Roland Weaver was an electrician <laughs> that cussed like a sailor I used to work with. I love Roland Weaver, though. Even though he cussed, I loved him to death. I, he was like a dear friend of mine. And I was always trying to talk to him about the Lord, and he was just vile. I mean, he, was not a good, he wasn't a Christian, but he would listen to me when I talked to him about the Lord. Well, that's good enough for you, Byron, but I don't know about that. Roland Baker. Roland Baker. You know who Roland Baker is? Y'all know who Roland Baker is? Heidi Baker's husband. You know all that happens over there in Mozambique? It's because there's a person behind that. There's a gift of faith. It's operating. And I realized at that moment, the Lord was releasing a gift of faith to me. Isn't that awesome? I didn't feel like many jitters or nothing, but I received an impartation. 
and it was an impartation from heaven. Okay? And I thought, man, I'm taking that. I've got to have because I had asked the Lord the night before for the gift of faith. And when, yeah, that was what I received, was an impartation of the gift of faith. Now, when I walked in this morning, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just going to do something else. And I walked in to the room. I felt an impartation of spiritual gifts in this room. And I felt like the Lord was saying, I want to impart gifts to people this morning. I want to give people gifts. There's people in this room that need the gift of faith. Some of you need the gift of healing. Some of you is going to get the gift of healing today. You're going to pray for people, and they're going to get healed. And you're going to be as shocked as today, like, oh, my gosh, they got healed. How'd they get healed? Something, who prayed for them? I just, you prayed for them. And God, this gift that got released in you, gift of wisdom, gift of counsel, gift of, gift of power. All these are available now. Some of you already have things working in you about gifts, like a thought, a thought in your mind about a gift. Some of you have a thought in your mind about a ministry. You've seen a ministry, and you've believed that you're supposed to do that ministry. You, you believe it. I remember when I felt like the Lord spoke to me about being a pastor. And I, I heard Him speak to me. I've called you to be a pastor. And I'll never forget the day I had to tell somebody that. I felt humiliated beyond measure saying those words. Because all I had was God saying, I called you to be a pastor. And I had a life that was anything but that. And I had a reputation that was anything but that. I had fruit in my life that was anything but that. It was all opposite. My circumstances, my life, who I was, how I thought, how I acted, everything about me was nothing like that. So I felt like a fool. A fool. I felt absolute fool saying that. That's the way I felt. I didn't want to say it. But I made myself because I heard God say it to me. And I went to my pastor and said, God has called me to be a pastor. That's what I said to him. And they said, okay. I believe that. And then I went to my daddy and said, Daddy, God spoke to me. My natural daddy. And I said, because I was dreading telling my daddy. I was the only person in my family that went to college and got a, I had a good career. and You know, I was going to be a real disappointment to them. They were sort of like, you were the, you're in a rough family, you know, if I'm the pride and joy of the family. <laughs> you know, that family's in trouble. You're the best they got, pal. Y'all are dumps. And now you're going to quit all that and become a pastor? I mean, I was dreading telling my daddy. I was hating to tell my daddy. I mean, I felt humiliated and stupid telling the pastor. I was my daddy. I thought he's going to he's going to be so disappointed. I don't want to disappoint my daddy. I gave him one thing in my life to my daddy to be proud of for me. One thing after all the bad things I did to him, and now I'm going to take that away from him. So I told him. I said, Daddy. The Lord spoke to me, and I feel like He said to me that I was supposed to become a pastor. And you know what He said to me? Byron, I always knew that. I always knew that. And right then, a rainbow appeared in the sky. Right that moment. And I knew the Lord was saying to me, 
That's it. That's what you're supposed to do. But, and I'm just telling you, if the Lord can do that for me, you know, like I say, I was the last one on the list. And it's a gift from heaven. It's grace. All of it is. And I believe the Lord really wants to release gifts this morning to you guys. I'm telling you, I really believe it from the bottom of my heart. I saw it on young people this morning. I saw gifts of God sitting on, uh, um, what's that little girl's name? I can't remember their name. Alicia Forsyth. I looked at Alicia and thought, wow, look at Alicia. She's, she's sort of looks a little womanly now. You know, she's grown up. She's not a little girl no more. And then the Lord said, no, what you're seeing is not that. What you're seeing, you're seeing the gift of God coming on her. This is a new season for her. She's coming into a new gift. And, and I was looking up there at Savannah Squires. Is she in here? Yeah, I was looking at Savannah Squires singing. Same thing. I thought, look at that. That girl is going to get her daddy's mantle to lead worship. But she's going to get something else. She's going to get a, a prophetic anointing that's going to be very powerful. You, she really is. She's got something on her that's powerful. And she, all the thing she needs to do is not fear men's faces. And she needs to be able to look people and sing out to the Lord and look people in the eye and not worry about what they're thinking about her. You know, because the enemy's going to sit there and stare at you through people and make you feel like you ain't doing right. But don't look at that. And see, I think everybody in this room, everybody here, everybody, I'm telling you, everybody, if you want, if you want something this morning from the Lord, it's available. Because I'm telling you, God does not leave anybody out. There's something for everybody. There's something for everybody. It may be, it may be you're going from a calling or, or gift to a ministry, or you might be going from a ministry to an activity. Or it may be that God is saying to you, listen, I've got a new gift for you like He did for me. I've got something new for you. I want to give you something that you hadn't even ever thought you even wanted it. You never needed it. But I want to bring that to your heart and mind right now. Okay? And tell you, I want to give this. This is something available for you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So here's what I want to do. I want you, if you feel the Lord speaking to you, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come up here. Okay, and get before the Lord up here on the, just bow, whatever, stand, you know, lay down, sit down, whatever you want to do. I want, and I'm going to pray over you, and I believe, this is what I believe, I got faith for this. I believe God is going to release the install button on you for new gifts and new callings, new ministries, new activities. Yeah. One thing Bob mentioned when he was here, and kind of in passing, is there's a time where God, you need to ask, be figuring out what language you want to ask for. You know, in that list of spiritual gifts, there's a gift of tongues. Okay, that gift is not just completed in a heavenly prayer language, but literally God could give you Chinese, Spanish, you know, Portuguese, whatever. I think there's people in this room that you need to ask the Lord in this time right now, it may be among a variety of things, there's a specific language that you're going to need. For your ministry by the Spirit. Let's, the sky's the limit. God could do that. I just also, we, I want to be able to pray for you too because we really sat under some really powerful anointings this week. So I want to come around and pray for you. But the one thing I want to say is there is a really major shift in the Spirit right now. There's a major shift. 
And I want you to open up your heart to shift with the Lord right now. I mean, it really, we do need to renounce. Been there, done that. Woo! We really do. We need to get rid of that. And the Lord, because He's shifting. And we can shift right in with Him right now. Because there are new anointings, new gifting that is being released. Woo! I just really feel that over you right now. And just... You know, I'm going to come around and pray for you because I really believe that the people we set under this this week, their mantles are powerful. They're going all over the world with the gospel, the gospel of grace, and, the, and really just spreading the fire of the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit. We can never get to the place where we say, been there, done that. That is something we have to reject. So right now, let's reject that right there. We say, Lord, we repent. We repent. Just say that I repent, Lord, from that mindset of been there, done that. Lord, we just say, we just cast that to the ground. We need more. We need you more. We need, there's more. There's more. There's more. And Lord, right now, we want to shift. We want to shift with you, Lord God. We want to move in and shift. We want the new gifts. We want fresh baptisms of fire, fresh baptism of gifts coming down out of heaven, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just we just ask you right now, Holy Spirit, just come down every person, Lord, and begin to release the gifts that you have in heaven that's been stored up for this hour, for this moment in earth, this time and place in history that you have held things in your hand and now it's time to release those things into this planet onto these people today new gifts new callings new ministries new activities new power Lord we just release it we call it more and you just tell the Lord what you want you just say if you hear something if you feel something in your heart towards any particular spiritual gift anything like that you ask the Lord Lord I, that's what I desire right now gift of faith gifts of healing Wisdom, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Oh, God, Lord, just release leadership. Just leadership, God. Prophetic anointing, Lord. Prophetic giftings, visions, dreams. Encounters with the Lord. All those are gifts from God that God wants people to really have in their life. And walk in. Lord, get an anointing for prayer. Prayer that changes things. Prayer, prayer with power. Evangelism. Missions. Pastoral gifting. Shepherding. Uh, release that, Lord. Just, just release it right now in Jesus' name. Just, just put it on your people. I'm going to go by and touch you on top of the head. Just bless them, Lord. Just release it.